I went on Bottles' website today, and yeah. they they list like every I don't remember. I think it's every Monday they list like all the new beers that they have in store and on draft. And they had this one by this company called Saucy that I saw, and I just thought the names of the two beers that they listed were funny. One was called like Saucy Three Hoes IPA. I was like, obviously, okay. I'm not going to drink that. That sounds disgusting, but I like the name. That made me chuckle. Yeah. So I went onto the Saucy website and like looked at like all the shit they have. And holy shit, man. They have so many amazing, delicious, candy-flavored sounding like stouts available. And I was like, oh, fuck. I got to... I, I, all right, I'm trying some of this shit by them today. So... Like, on their website, you can, like, do a beer finder to see what stores near you have it. And apparently, they're way more famous and popular than I ever imagined. I had never heard of them before. But they're from Cleveland, the Cleveland area. And every single bar in downtown Kent carries them. Every single, oh. like, uh, Giant, Eagle, Giant Eagle even carries them. So I ended up going to Giant Eagle today and just picking up a six-pack of their Christmas ale. Which, okay. Saucy Three Hoes. Oh, the Christmas sale was the three hose one. All right, the other one was the IPA. But All yeah, right. I picked up a six-pack of that. And then while I was there, they had a uh, six-pack of their Oktoberfest, and those were the only two flavors they had besides the IPA. They didn't have any of the straight-up stouts, which all sounded delicious. They had, like, a peanut butter stout. Ooh. They had uh, a vanilla. They had a marshmallow stout, which sounded fucking amazing. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, um, but they didn't have any of those at the Giant Eagle and Streetsboro. So... Instead of getting the six-pack of the uh, Oktoberfest, they had to create your own six-pack of just, like, random, like, Lucy's. Ooh, so nice. So, I did that. I got two of the Oktoberfest one from them. I got an Oktoberfest one from... I can't remember the other company. It's sitting over there. I'm out near that can right now. It's called, like, Ziegler. It's the... I don't know. Never mind. Siegheil. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Wait, Sweet. wait, no, that's a Nazi thing, right? No. Yeah. No, it's definitely not that word. <laughs> then there were some uh, Fathead Brewery Company ones that I got. One was a uh, a honey blueberry one. Wow. Holy shit, dude. I fucking love anything blueberry or raspberry. That stuff is fucking delicious. Nice. I also have a Fathead Brewery. It's called Chill Out Man. Have a beer. Okay. Is there Oktoberfest? Oh, wait, no. Maybe it's called Gasuffa. Is there Oktoberfest Lager? I don't know which one it's called. All right. Cool. I just got yeah. Narwhal again. Is that the breakfast one? No, that's the one with the whale on it, and uh, it's a stout. It's the Sierra Nevada one. Narwhal. You've got it before. You told me about it. Narwhals aren't whales, Donnie. They're mammals. They're like a diff They're their own breed. They're the ones with the horns. Okay. Yes. They're fucking badasses. Yep. They got horns. They're like a unicorn of the sea. They are the unicorn of the oceans. Nice. Fact. Science. Cool. Did you watch the uh, South Park pandemic episode? Oh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. funny. I watched that today. Yeah, that was good. I liked that. Uh, they fucking nailed that. That was they fucking did. perfect. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed Shit. it. Shit. I just like when uh, Randy's fucking the bat, and then he's like fucking the pangolin. 
Awesome. <laughs> I like I like that Cartman gets into a or uh, Kyle gets into a fight with Cartman and then the cops just immediately shoot token. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> well, God damn it. Of all people, that was yeah, obviously. Perfect. Of course. That was really funny. <laughs> that was dead on. That was so perfect. Yeah, that was awesome. And like, then yeah, they, lived the yeah, they lived on COVID. They lived on COVID 19. <laughs> Stan's like, no, you shot him. Dude, because of COVID 19. <laughs> Makes sense. Fuck. Damn it. That checks out. Yeah, that was good. I I enjoyed that episode. So I found out like 20 minutes ago that uh, the season finale of The Walking Dead came on this week, and I had no I idea. I assumed you watched it. I had no idea. I, I was going to text you about it last night. Damn it, you should have. I it was already like it. midnight, and yeah, yeah. I, it was after it aired. Yeah, well, I mean, I would just pirate it anyway. But next week we'll have a Walking Dead update, because I didn't have time to watch it. Oh, well. Damn, I, I, that really like snuck up. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, they canceled it for like seven months now. Yeah. And then it just randomly without any, I didn't see a single commercial for it. No. I just, just saw like, it yeah, just after it had already aired on the internet. Someone had said like, oh, this happened on The Walking Dead. Spoiler warning. Hmm. I didn't read it, so I can't Damn say. It. You could have just gave us The Walking Dead update. But we'll do, we'll do it next week, though. But this week, I'm pretty excited about. Are you ready to get this train on the tracks? Yeah, welcome to episode two of Dave Drinks Drinks Church. <laughs> welcome to Giraffes at Black Tongs Comics. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm Donnie. Today we're talking about Army of Darkness, Ash Saves Obama. Uh, Masters of Horror, and uh, Teen Titans Go, Halloween is Coming, and the latest episode of The Boys. So, a lot to to talk about today. We're doing all horror things, because this is the first episode where we're kicking off... Giraffe-tober! Yeah, Giraffe-tober. I love that drop. I... Makes me happy to hear that. Reminds me of better days. Simpler times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that Teen Titans episode, it's not called Halloween Go or whatever that was. There were three episodes, three Halloween episodes that they've done in total. Yeah. I'd, I watched through all three of them just to see where this Thundercats costume one was from. And it was not from a single fucking Halloween episode. Oh. Like when I edited it into Google last week... That was the first thing that fucking popped up was a clip on YouTube saying Teen Titans Halloween Go and it showed them all in Thundercats costumes and I was super jazzed about it and it was not in a single Halloween episode so I don't know oh, what damn. episode that was from. Maybe it's just like some promotional art thing. But yeah, I was going to say there's uh, no Thundercats costumes at all. I watched the Halloween is Coming one, that 14 minute thing and I uh, only watched that. That's not... I don't think that's the title one. There's a Halloween, Halloween versus Christmas. Is There's Monster Squad, and there was another one. I found this one on YouTube because you told me it was a 14 minute YouTube video. Well, I guess we'll we'll figure it out later. I watched them all on the the cartoon right. website. Okay, I didn't find it on there. It just popped up in a YouTube link, so I just watched it through there. So maybe we watch different things, but 
Uh, we can talk about it. Mine was awful, and I don't know if yours was good. But no, none of none of them God, were very good. Is, but that, that show is a piece of shit. When I was searching on uh, YouTube for this uh, uh, Thundercats clip, I did see a clip. There's a crossover episode where they have to team up, and they're kind of in competition with the Powerpuff Girls. Which mm. I don't care how god awful this show is. That kind of sounds awesome. All right, maybe we'll come back to it then. So, what are we doing? The uh, comic book shows first, or? Do you want to start with the comics? I'm following your lead, like I always do. Whatever right. your transition game is at. Yeah, let's let's shake it up, man. Let's let's do the. We're, this is Giraffetober. There are no yeah, rules. There's no rules in Giraffetober, so let's fuck these comic book shows. Yeah, change up the format. Fuck it. Let's let's talk about fucking Teen Titans Go. We're off the rails already. Yeah, Game we're already six, episode two. That's right. This this all all rules are out the window. Yeah, the episode I watched was a a really, really painful 14 minutes. Well, I don't know how yours were, but the way mine is, is like in this 14 minutes, they had four different storylines going, but they would like completely cut away from one storyline to start another and then cut away from that to start another and then come back to them in like segments. It was very, a very bizarre way to do it because the first one, uh, Raven calls on the Halloween spirit or whatever, and uh, she's like, yeah, they aren't scared of Halloween anymore because they're not kids anymore. So then they they get turned into into monsters. They all turn into kids, uh, into babies. And I I was confused. Like, why are they acting like such babies? I think like, this is the same. This is how they look to me in the first place. But um, they turn them into babies. Then suddenly we just cut away and they start another storyline where they're not babies. So it was very jarring. And like, I, I, I really felt like that drawing them as babies didn't even register to me. You know, they cut to the next thing, and I'm like, oh, are they... I think they're still babies. I can't really tell if they're babies or not. Apparently not. But yeah, I, I hated the show. This It's so much screaming and so much, like, autism. I think it's for, like, having autism, where you can't, like, focus on one thing for that long, so they're just cutting away from it. Did, did that happen in your episodes no. that you watched? So I watched okay. three full-length episodes. All of them were only about... Like, one of them was 10 minutes, and the other two were about 15-ish. Oh. But they were straight storylines all about the one same subject. Okay. The way you first started describing that, I asked if they turned them into monsters, because that's the exact same setup for <laughs> okay. one of the three episodes I did watch, where what the like, fuck? Raven turns them all into uh, actual real-life monsters instead of the like plastic mask version of their costumes. And okay. they get into a battle where it's real monsters versus, like, for some reason, these real ghosts show up out of nowhere with no explanation for why, and they scare all of them, but because the Titans stop like being so driven by scaring people for Halloween and just wearing shitty plastic costumes, the ghosts think it's so cute that they like squeal with like excitement and glee to death and Ew. just disappear. It's so fucking weird. Oh, man. In the episode I watched too, like Halloween decorations end up becoming real. So that's kind of interesting to hear that those monsters came in. There's another thing about goats. Like one of the storylines is really weird. They meet up with the supervillain team and the supervillain team blows up a candy factory, you know, very stupid. And then the supervillain team blows up the Teen Titans and kills them. So they become ghosts and haunt the superhero or the supervillain team. And uh, then the supervillains are annoyed by it, so they just take their bodies to the hospital, I guess, and then they're fine, and they're alive again. 
Very, very stupid, this whole thing. But I thought that was really bizarre that they, like, killed the Teen Titans in that. So, like, in another one of the episodes, that, that supervillain team, which I assume is probably, like, the cartoon version of, like, their arch nemesis is. I yeah, forget what yeah. they were called. But uh, they keep constantly winning these Halloween costume contests, and the Titans always come second to them. Mm-hmm. So the Titans break into their evil there, their Titan Tower, whatever the fuck it's called. And they steal what was going to be those guys' the bad guys' costumes, or, or no, they can't find their costumes, so they end up just stealing their clothing, and they all dress as the bad guy team. And the bad okay. guy team reveals their like amazing fucking costume, and for some reason the Teen Titans turn evil and they just like destroy it, and then they all go to the competition, and because they left their clothes behind when they stole the bad guy team's clothes to dress as them, the bad guy team dress has the Titans, and they end up tying with each other to win the competition, dressed as one another's teams. Okay. And then the last episode I watched was uh, Santa Claus and his reindeers and his elves. They're all stealing every single person's Halloween candy so that Santa Claus can rule all of the holidays. And um, the Titans have to, or Raven again has the spirit, has to summon the spirit of, I don't know, Halloween. Halloween. Her Jack. Jack it, Lantern? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that, she summoned exactly that in the episode that I watched. Yeah, and and in this episode, he actually calls on the monsters, the Dracula, the Frankenstein's monster, and the Wolfman. Whereas in the other oh. one, she turned Beast Boy, Robin, and Cyborg into those characters. So okay. in this one, he just summons his own backup versions of them, and they fight off all the reindeers and elves. And then the jack-o'-lantern guy f- has a sword fight with Santa Claus, and Santa Claus ends up winning, and he gets a bag of uh, Beast Boy's old expired candy from, like, the previous Halloween. That was oh. the last candy bag of candy left in the world. And instead of actually being candy, it's full of tricks, which is just dynamite, which blows him up and sends him to the North Pole. All right. This, this is clearly a cartoon... Made for young, yeah, simple children that'll laugh at dumb shit. Yeah, they they there was a another storyline where they're sitting at a campfire telling scary stories, and Beast Boy tells the story, and uh, basically the punchline is the uh, main character of the story finds a monkey that's picking its nose and eating its boogers. So yeah, this is yeah. very yeah that that one is pretty funny, but the rest of it garbage. Yeah, it seems like they're recycling a lot of those ideas then. That's kind of kind of weird how similar all of them <laughs> yeah. are to the actual wow. full-length episodes. Weird. Well, uh yeah, I I did not enjoy the show. Yeah, it's clearly for children. Luckily, it was on the uh DC Kids YouTube channel, so they it's not like they're hiding that. Luckily come Jurassic, we're going to have like another 18 yeah. episodes to watch of this oh, series. That's going to be great. I'm not watching another second of the show, though. Well, I guess until Giraffesmas. If you have, like, a four-year-old child, show it to them. They'll love it. Yeah, seriously. If you're a 30-something-year-old dude, probably skip it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, this is a, this is a crazy Giraffe-tober episode, getting starting with the comic book show. Goddamn. This is, this is fucking spooky, man. Spooky as fuck. We are, we yeah, are that, real. Yeah, that's scary. We're real masters of horror. 
Whoa! Yeah. There it is. The transition game's strong this week. Yeah, that's right, man. Masters of Horror. I think this is a weird setup for a book, first of all, because they're they're basing it on the Showtime show. What they did was they just have two stories. So I thought each issue was going to be a different story, but it's like two issues are one story, two issues are another story, which I thought was a weird way to do it. So I feel like when you call it Masters of Horror, I feel like you need at least three masters, you know? I think just having two masters is weird. It is plural. But yeah, because I mean, the show was like 13. Teen, yeah. I think different directors who who contributed to it. So yeah, yeah, I absolutely thought each issue would be an individual story, but yeah, it was weird that they carried them over for a full two apiece. I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, the the first story was uh was about a woman who is um gets in a car wreck and like a crazy guy who's kind of a you know it's kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. You know, captures her and he like kills people and shit. Um, have you ever seen the movie Gerald's Game? No, it's a movie about a Stephen King book where a wife and a husband were trying to like rekindle their relationship and they were trying to do like role playing stuff where the wife gets handcuffed to the bed. But while she's handcuffed to the bed, the uh, husband dies uh, just out of a, you know, naturally just like a heart attack or something. So she's stuck on this bed because they're, they're at a romantic getaway. So they're far away from th- from everyone in the middle of the woods. So it's just about her being trapped on this bed and then at night like there's a there's some guy who comes in um who's like you know seven feet tall and has this white face and is like showing her his like tooth collection or something i don't know he's showing her something creepy (laughs) and it was weird and she wasn't sure if it's real or not but then um you know once she gets out of there and everything uh it turns out that like this guy was real and like it like they did like the kind of ending where they tell you every detail it's like yeah and then they caught this big tall guy and he had to go to court and then this woman showed up at the courthouse and like you know confronted him like hey you you really scared me but he didn't actually hurt her or anything very very weird ending for that movie but it's an interesting movie uh my point is is that the monster looks exactly like the guy in that movie. So I thought that was interesting. They even call him Moonface. She which call, is, I was going to um, say, she called him Moonface once. Yeah. Yeah. And like in that movie, they're saying like, oh, I can't tell if he's real or made of moonlight or something, which is a weird thing to say. But and then calling this guy Moonface, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. But Gerald's Game, great movie for for uh, Giraffe Tober, if you guys want to watch that. Another movie this one reminded me of is Home Alone. Like the okay, first point yeah. of this one, she sets up all these awesome badass that are like booby traps with like uh, just sharpened like shank cell <laughs> pieces of uh, twigs. Yeah, but she's god awful at setting booby traps because all of her booby traps didn't hurt Moonface. It only well, backfired. I mean, on the her. scissors got him in the fucking eye and gouged an eye out. That's pretty no, badass. That wasn't a trap. That was like a, a weapon that she crafted real quick, like during the no, struggle. No, tree branch that just sw- he walked into and swung into him. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, I thought she and then, swung and it with her the hand. The other one, the, the other one worked perfectly. It was just that the other girl ran in and tri- hit the tripwire by accident when she was yeah. trying to stop her. I mean, that one got her right in the gut. That was a good shot. <laughs> yeah. The third one, he just kind of dodged and it kind of clipped her shoulder. It was awesome. It was the home alone of fucking booby traps. Yeah, that, it was. I mean, it was pretty fun. Uh, it's a good thing she kept those scissors in her purse. I think that's an unusual item to carry around with you in your purse. I mean, if you're, they usually give you a scissors in like a knitting pack, right? So maybe she's a big knitter. Yeah, true. Maybe. Oh yeah, and the cool thing that Moonface does is he like 
drill presses people's eyes out, like goes all the way through their skull. And so it looks like the moonlight is coming through their eye holes from the back of their head. That's pretty cool. That was pretty metal. Yeah. And he decorates the entire yard with all of them. Yeah, a lot of victims this this, guy had. And he's got a basement also full of just like backups. (laughs) Yeah. He has so many in excess. I have no idea how no one has like captured him for this. Yeah, seriously, he's like he's he has just a shit hundreds of victims just strewn about the plethora of yeah. Moonface, and then he's like, and then he's like hiding the car because uh, they mentioned he was out hiding the car while the main character Ellen was trapped there, and it's like, well, why are you bothering hiding the car if you're just gonna put the bodies outside where everyone can see them? I mean, I don't feel like it's that far away from the road. Don't want to draw unnecessary attention. No, I guess the bodies not. and trees. People ignore that. It's fine. Yeah, no one cares about that. I did like that he had his dad just sitting there in like a wheelchair or, yeah. or like tied to a chair, just like awkwardly like creeping out the girl as she's like right. about to suffer. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, the the twist at the end was um you know, they're they're having flashbacks of Ellen with her um husband like meeting him and everything, and he's like this weird survivalist crazy guy. Like training her how to do like, all this crazy shit. <laughs> his wedding proposal is the most romantic ever. He pulls a knife on her from his boot and he pins her down and presses it against her throat. He's like, Oh, what was the line? You you have to be ready to or do the unexpected thing or whatever. Yeah. And then he yeah. pulls on the ring and proposes. <laughs> what a fucking psycho. And you, yeah. she's like, Oh yeah, I love you too. Yeah, that was <laughs> She's like, Don't put so knives romantic. on my neck. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but anyway, the twist is is that, uh, you know, we kind of get the flashback of their relationship going downhill because this guy keeps, like, meeting with all those, his weird friends about being a survivalist and surviving the zombies and shit. They break up. This guy's like, oh, you can't leave me. And uh, he ends up in Ellen's trunk the whole time. So, oh, shit, the whole time. Then he gets his eyes drilled out uh, by Ellen after she killed uh, Moonface. So I like the twist. Didn't she hang him up in the yard? Or yes, yeah, just... yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that's why she drilled the holes, you know? Why would you do one well, and I mean, not the she other? Could, he could have been left in the basement as one of the backups. Yeah, but Moonface was dead. I mean, you know, and then she shot Moonface's dad in the face, like, point blank. That was pretty cool. Um, she just turns into a real badass by the end there. Yeah, she was awesome. I like that first story. I, I, I think that this story was amusing and interesting, and I, I had fun reading it. Um, it was it was cool. Uh, the second I liked story, this one. I didn't really like the second one at all. Yeah, exactly. The second story was a, a confusing mess. The art style, I could not tell what was going on. It's about like this kid who moves into a cheap apartment, you know, a shitty landlord and some rat with a face, and he's talking about uh, string theory. So I guess it's like shit coming in from another dimension to fuck with them, and the, I guess it compels anyone who lives in that room to uh, find children and murder them as a sacrifice or something. You know, he's trying to bang this girl who lives next door who has a kid. And, you know, obviously he ends up killing this kid, but he doesn't believe he did. I mean, whatever they showed us, I couldn't tell what was going on. So who knows? Yeah. When you said that about the artwork, like I couldn't tell if like they were supposed to be vampires or not for like half of it. Right. Like half the animation looked like it was like a, a poorly drawn Sort of like basic, simple Nosferatu-looking character. Yeah. 
Yeah, apparently it was a witch or something. I, I, I don't know. I can't even tell what it was. And then, like, the rat thing was uh, like a weird addition to that. It's like, so is the rat the witch, or is this a different thing? I thought they were just coming in from another dimension. I, I, You know, when he's talking about string theory, I'm like, oh, this might be an interesting twist, but it didn't turn out too well, I don't think. And also, the first one was better because, like, 90% of it was just action shots, no words. It was only, yeah. like, all of her past with her ex-husband or ex-fiance. Those were the only times there was dialogue, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that part. It, this it's, one was it's... every single panel had, like, eight word bubbles. Yeah, I kind of like how they just sort of used a lot of visual stuff with the first story. You know, it works for horror with that kind of thing. But yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's all I have about that. Do you have anything else about this? Not really. I mean, the first two, the the first story was super quick, super entertaining, and I really liked that one. Mm -hmm. The second one, though, was fucking shit. Like, it was so long and so difficult to get through by the end. Yeah, It was boring as fuck. Yeah, it it was kind of dozing off. Well, it's just like, I don't know, just make the art a little more clear. Like, you know, let let me see something. You know, I know it's a horror book, and, you know, what you don't see is a scary thing. But I need to I need to see something. I need to not be able to tell what's going on. Like the the one thing I will give him was like what you were saying, like we're not sure if he murdered the kid or not, but he at yeah. least we at least see him pull a knife similar to the first book. He pulls the knife and like pins it against the kid's throat, and then we kind of see him press it against it and draw like a drop of blood, but he doesn't propose to the kid at that point. We just see a next page, which it looks like a vampire, and we don't know what the fuck happened, what the transition is. So at least we saw some kid violence, so that's cool, right? Maybe? Oh, I shouldn't say that right. It was more implied kid violence, so. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't show terrible. it clearly enough. That's yeah. terrible, and I was outraged. Right. <laughs> Sobriety. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to hear some reviews? You felt yeah. Did you yeah, get them I, from uh, Amazon? Pull them. I got them from uh, Amazon. Just Amazon. You fucking coward! <laughs> Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. They show the international reviews, like when you find them, if they're why written for we it. Why those every the, week, man? This one. We need this, to, I'll, we need I'll to read expand you. Our, we need to expand our reach. I've, I've got not playing this for your Chinese classes. No, no, I've I've got uh, two international reviews, one for this book and one for the next one. Did you? So re- okay, I apologize. This, the international review for this is uh, five stars. Perfect. That's it. That's all we had. I didn't even have to read it. I just went for memory. That's all it was. That was a shitty review. I know. Find good reviews. All right, here's another one. Um, I just pulled this one because the first paragraph of it is kind of telling you the master of horror story here so i'll just read this real quick this is a five-star review a fine adaptation of the showtime series masters of horror debuted on showtime tv last year to much fanfare this horror anthology show featured some of the most notable horror film directors and writers in the business such as toby hooper dario argento Why, why are these names so hard joe dante john landis and john carpenter IDW Comics, perhaps the leading publisher of horror comics today, has adapted the show into comic format, and this graphic novel contains the first two episodes, Incident on and Off a Mountain Road, and Dreams in the Witch House. So apparently they just drew two episodes, is what we saw here. 
So I wonder how the show panned out too. I just thought that was interesting. They're they're just drawing the show. Uh, I was kind of curious about if these were based on the actual episodes. I assumed they were. So yeah, it's good to know. So, now we know. Also, I I like how you complain how difficult the uh, one name is, since it's not like a typical like regular yeah. American name. You racist. Oh, yeah. that Italian asshole having a difficult American name for me to pronounce. Yeah, I hate that. Jerks. Have a regular name. Yeah, come on, Joe. <laughs> Seriously, John Carpenter. That's a gr- that's a real easy that's name. A, that's a yeah, that's a real name. <laughs> it's a normal name up front, and then the, the the last name is a word that I know from somewhere else. So it's very easy. I like it. <laughs> All right, this one's two stars. The first story I actually liked for the most part. It had good buildup and lovely art. The second story, I spent most of it confused. The art style made it hard for me to tell what was going on. So this guy hit the nail on the head. Exactly right. Perfect. Perfect review. Five-star review. Uh, My review of that review is five stars. (laughs) All right. So there you have it. That's uh, Masters of Horror. Let's move on to... Our next book here. I don't even know how to transition this Speaking one. Speaking of Masters of Horror. Okay. So this is Army of Darkness, Ash Saves Obama. Uh, very little Obama in this book. I was a little disappointed yeah, by it that. it was weird. I was thinking they were going to like team up, or at some point in time, Ash would at least interact with him. No, they, they never but even not met. Not at all. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, Obama showed up at the place that Ash was at, but they didn't actually, like, meet each other or interact or really do anything. Yeah, they... Very weird. It was so weird that they called it this, because, like, towards the end, one of, like, Obama's, like, I forget what you call them, like, the Uh, lower-tier guys who are just kind of... Yeah, AIDS. He, like, kind of gets the uh, Necrocomicon... And uh, he kind of like starts summoning some demons, but like, yeah. there's zero to do with Obama being in trouble or peril. Yeah, like he read some of that um, Necronom- Necrocomicon, and I do like that they made the Necronomicon a comic book. I, I think that's pretty funny. But when he read it, like the dog had the uh, glowy eyes, like it was about to do something. Nothing, nothing came from that at all. The dog didn't do shit. And and by the end of this, really, it's Obama that saves Ash. I mean, they should have swapped this title around. Because, I mean, Obama's the real hero for being so noble. True. Yeah, he just he uh, threw the Necrocomicon into the, into the fire and burn it, and then all the he, deadites went away. He didn't let it away. corrupt him. He didn't, because he's too good. He didn't want the chance that it would corrupt him. He's too noble. Hero. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. It's awesome. So in the very beginning, they're at they're at Comic Con. Ash is like working security, and uh, they're. It's, it's not Comic Con. It is Detroit Comic Con. Okay. Comic Con takes place in San Diego, California, man. Yeah, I guess you're right, but it's a Comic Con. It's kind of Comic Con. It's a comic convention in Detroit, yes. Michigan. Okay. Um, so Ash is working security there, and like people, are, you know, they're dropping references to all kinds of stuff while. You know, we're in this setting here, obviously, but they they mentioned something about like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle spinoffs, and they mentioned a book that we read before that adolescent radioactive uh, hamsters. So, fuck, what was that called? 
adolescent I mean, radio adolescent was, radioactive black yeah, belt hamsters black belt check that's episode it. 83 from january 10th in the archives that's I right absolutely went back and actually checked what episode that was just nice. to note that <laughs> with this note about that reference fuck yeah. yeah idw like us and um this comic are the only things to ever reference that that's <laughs> yeah, crazy that was, yeah i absolutely <laughs> made note of that shit oh yeah that was good I, I also really like Ash's insults that he's throwing around in this. He calls someone a dill hole. Or no, someone called him a dill hole. I think one of the kids said that. That's pretty funny. He he said Poindexter, Dingus, Dorkenheimer, Ass Munch. Then he then he called the, the girl the main girl Toots. So that was pretty good. Those are great names. Like those those are really good like Gen X insults. I I, I, I like them. Yeah, that so that girl was okay with the uh, weird movie producer guy calling her. Oh fuck! What was what did you call her? Sweetie, sweets, sweetie, sweets. sweets. Yeah, yeah. But she she drew the line at being called Toots by Ash. That's that's the one she got really offended by. I feel like Toots is a, is much stronger than Sweets, though. You know, hey, like when you say Toots, I feel like that's really. You're you're trying to but really I mean, like let the misogyny pierce through but with that one. The other guy was staring at her titsy whole time, and she even points that out. Yeah, whereas and, Ash uh, isn't, isn't being a, like creepy like that. That's true, and I I also have a note that um, this guy's staring at her tits, but they did not draw her tits at all. She is like zero tits. She she may as well have been a boy. Uh, no, no, there were there were a couple. Uh, I don't know about like, that. I was on, looking. No, there was like a head on view towards the end. Where they just gave her like insane boobs out of nowhere compared to everywhere else in this book. <laughs> really? Fucking yeah, missed it. I it, guess it was, I stopped it paying was really attention. like surprising. I was like, what the fuck? Damn it, I need to be more misogynistic. I thought, it, I thought it was a different character for a second, but like she had the exact same like hair and oh, hair okay. length and glasses. Okay. Maya, not Toots. Well, I, I just I just call her Toots in my notes. No Tits McToots. Yeah, no Tits Toots. The other insult that he used that I really liked was screwheads. Yeah. Yeah, screwheads is good. Yeah. And uh, so I had, why would Barack Obama be the guest of honor at a comic convention? That seems so beneath his stature. Like, like, hey, here's this political uh, leader who also yeah. happens to be the president of the fucking country. Let's have him be our guest of honor at this uh, comic convention. As opposed <laughs> to like Kevin Sorbo and uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, or Kevin Smith. Well, Kevin Smith would be the guest of honor if it was him well, versus yeah. Obama, obviously. Sure. It's like Obama is also there, but he's not the guest of honor. He's, he's the number three. Kevin, yeah. yeah, right. Kevin Smith and then obviously Muse. <laughs> right. Come on. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. This, this was a very strange book. I, I, I don't know why they did this. I, I did like that at this convention, they drew a, a panel where there's a comic book writer named Elliot Serrano and there's someone that he's collaborating with on this like crossover book that they're celebrating like the 100th issue release. And Elliot Serrano also happens to be the actual writer of this series. So I love that that guy just worked himself into this book. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. What a yeah. clever way of doing it. There you if you go. want to be a comic book character, just draw your like story taking place at a convention and have yourself be there on the panel. Yeah, just do that. So the Necronomicon turns itself into a comic book. Some kids are reading it. It turns some people into deadites, and that's kind of how this all happens. And then the the usual army of darkness hijinks ensues. But at one point, 
Maya can just read the comic book and use it to use the powers for good. And so she summons like, I, I wrote in my notes, like Maya summons all the black comic heroes. And then I, then I look closer and I crossed out black and put Obama comic heroes. So it's like Obama as cyborg, Obama as Superman, Obama as the, you know, this and that apparently. Yeah. So going back to the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reference, like that Denny guy that she works for, mm-hmm. he's talking about how it's all about like crossover and marketability. And so that's why, like, there's all these, like, Obama spinoff versions of regular comic characters and, yeah. like, merchandise shit there. And so at the very end, like, she turns, it, it, I mean, the one kind of reminded me of Century, where it's basically, like, this omnipotent, like, monster, like, character, where at the very end, he kind of, like, has a similar looking costume, where he flies into it, just, like, fights the monster by himself. But yeah, there's all these characters with Obama. There's like a $6 billion man, yeah. like Steve Austin version of Obama, and she gives him the doll. Um, shit, what was the other one? There there were a couple others, but I'm blanking on them. But yeah, yeah, at the very end, like she turns all of them into like real life characters to help fight the Deadites. The one that stuck out to me was the Cyborg one, because it, it's just Obama with just exactly Cyborg. Because this is um, what what is this comic house? Actually, this is this IDW, was IDW right? I think. Yeah, but they also yeah they also like drew Hulk in the background on a poster. In a oh page. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess just they're just like yeah, fuck it, just draw a cyborg and Hulk. All right. I, I like that they have these um they have these special Zombots, which are part zombie, part robot. Which, if yeah. you think about it, is like the most terrifying combination of things ever, because they actually come to life at some point in time when, like, uh, Denny is possessed by the Necrocomicon, and, like, it's making him do all kinds of evil shit. But, dude, that would be so impossible to kill, because the yeah. only way you kill a zombie is by piercing its brain, and if it's a robot, you're obviously fucked. <laughs> well, you just gotta turn the robot off. Yeah, but I mean, Ash couldn't do it. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't have the electronic know-how to be able to do that. You can't find the off switch hidden behind its like t-shirt when it's throwing you through booths. Yeah, true. Yeah, Ash got thrown through a lot of booths. But I mean, yeah, it's the usual. It's what you'd expect from Army of Darkness. But having Obama in the title, I mean, I get he's the big guest character, I guess, but. And then just have him do nothing in the comic. That, that kind of sucks. I, yeah, I, I was just ex- wish we I was saw more Obama. So so fucking much more between him and Ash. Yeah, and like this is probably the worst. This is the shittiest animated like version of Ash that we have seen yeah. in any Army of Darkness tie-in book that we have read so far on this show. Like this one looked like absolute shit. Like ninety percent of the time during that first two books. When he's like covering for the one girl in like the snack counter or whatever and wearing the hairnet, I uh, could not tell that that was supposed to be him for, for, me for too. all of it. Until I thought that was just like, some guy who works where he there. saw the guy in the book. Yeah. Like I yeah. thought that was just a random fucking character. I did not realize that was supposed to be Ash. Yeah, pretty garbage. This is no, this is no Ash Saves Kiss. I'll say that. No. No, Ash Saves Kiss was way better. Any other notes about this? Ichiban Teen Science Squad sounds like a cool, 
like variation of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or radioactive adolescent black belt hamsters. I have no idea what it actually is, but it just reminded me of that. Yeah, it sounds more like an anime thing to me. Oh, it is. Like, like it was yeah. a magnet said, that, that yeah. guy was asking about. Right, but, yeah. So, um, uh, who knows? Probably it's the same. Yeah, that was the only other note I had in this. All right. I mean, I don't know. I guess I would. I I probably wouldn't recommend this. It's it, it seemed really interesting to put Obama in Army of Darkness, but in practice, I don't think it was all that interesting. They, they I didn't mean, it's short. It very well. No, it's short though, and I, I it's worth a read if you find it somewhere. But it's better than Trump guest starring. <laughs> Rock yeah, the vote, everyone. That's true. Oh, do you register yourself to vote? I can't vote legally. Oh. Okay. I have a checkered past. <laughs> I see. <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe I should mention that part on this. <laughs> I can I gut all that. Nah, fuck it. It's perfect. Leave it in. All right, cool. I'll leave it. Ready to hear some reviews? Yeah, you cuck. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. So here's our international review. This was in German, and I translated it to English. Fuck so yeah. The, it's five stars. Uh, super is the title. And then this first word didn't translate very well. It says, uh, Astrine story and great drawings. If you don't know English well, you shouldn't buy it. Hope, <laughs> hope there are Fair. more Ash comics coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, you know. I, would, I would assume that they would release it, like, in your language as well. <laughs> no, just don't buy it either way, even if it's translated. Only buy it if you know English well. I mean, I know English well, and I wouldn't buy this shit. It was not that good. Yeah. Unless you're a huge, like, German Obama fan. Oh, yeah, sure. Then buy that. Here's another one. Four stars. Hilarious dot dot dot. If you love Army of Darkness, it's a must-have dot dot dot. Obviously. Exclamation point. It's weird, weird use of punctuation here. Uh, no, I like that he's building just something, man. Yeah. All right. Here's the second paragraph. I'm on the edge of my seat. All right. I bought this for my husband for Christmas. Oh, her. Along with a few other titles along the same line. Those titles are Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, The Nightmare Warriors, and Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness. So those are, those Have could we be potential. Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. I don't know if we have. I don't, I, know I don't think we have. Familiar, but obviously, that's my pick. Yeah, Fuck. and I kind of like so that Marvel picks, Zombies. Shit. Yeah, that Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness sounds really interesting to me, too. So that might be my pick as well. And when I first saw it online, I knew my husband had to have it. I couldn't help but laugh knowing the kind of reaction he would have when he saw it. He is a huge Army of Darkness fan slash Ash fan, so I knew he'd love it. The story could be a bit better, but the imagery more than makes up for it. She's being insanely generous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe her husband absolutely is the biggest Ash and Army of Darkness fan. And oh, he's he not. Went, he was fucking bonkers over this shit. But like I mentioned before, like it, you cannot tell 90% of Ash scenes that it's actually Ash. Like It is so shittily drawn. 
Like that was the biggest complaint I had about this. Like yeah. there were seriously like 12 pages worth of like shit going on that I absolutely thought he was just a random, like extra character. I did not yeah. realize it was supposed to be Ash. Right. I, I agree. Um, but, but no, that, that lady's husband was not the biggest fan of army of darkness unless he wrote this review. This one is three stars. I only recommend you buy this. If you really like Ash, the review goes, Ash is tattooed on my chest. I only recommend Whoa. you buy this if you really like Ash or you really like Obama. It was fun-ish. <laughs> I'm glad. All right, I'm glad he included that line. If you really like Obama, because I was going to yeah. say you should only buy this if you're a giant Obama fan. Yeah, I think that was perfect. I like how he has Ash tattooed on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's. I hope it's for his ex-wife Ashley. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's Ash from Evil Dead. That made me laugh out loud when I read it first. <laughs> it's like, I have it tattooed on my chest. It's like fucking... And even I thought this was mediocre. Yeah, fun Now I regret my tattoo and every life decision ever since. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Seriously, guys. Episode 83, January 10th. Check that one out and then listen to this episode. Oh, yeah. Pause this episode right 20 minutes ago. Check episode 83. And then come back to this one. Radioactive right. teenage black belt hamsters. Church. Dude, I, I'm going to keep mentioning that because this is the first time I've ever actually like checked the archives myself <laughs> and actually put forth like, the two seconds of work that went into finding the actual episode. I'm Good super job. I'm pumped proud and of proud of myself. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I deserve like three gold stars for this shit. <laughs> All right. So that's it for Ash Saves Ob Obama. Let's move on to the boys. I'm ready for that. I'm I'm excited about talking about this. Watch the boys. Cunt. Speaking of saving your political leaders. Yep. That, that worked. Yeah, yeah, it works. It's good. This was episode seven. Uh, they also say cunt eight times in this, and it's not only Butcher saying cunt. They had a cunt from. Uh, some girl who is working with uh with them, I can't remember what her, what her name is. Uh, and his mom and his dad both say cunt as well. Wait, so what girl is working with them that you can't remember the name of? There's only two girls in the boys. No, it's the one working with Mallory in the uh, whatever this former team was. Um, they went to her house and she was fixing up lamp lighter, and I, I I don't know what her name was, but she was talking, saying like, yeah, oh, why do you call me a cunt? There you go. So that's it. But, but dude, like, the cunts, like, just coming in real fast, like, at the beginning of this episode, too. Real top-heavy with the cunts. I liked it. It got me really in, the, really in the mood. Got me really pumped for this episode. Oh, yeah. That's the intro every show needs to open with. Just 13 cunts in a row, and yeah, then exactly. I'm hooked. I'm not changing the channel. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast as well. Do that, and I might listen all the way through. Right, I true. will skip your advertisements for me on Decent Blue Chew. They Unless you say cunt. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Blue Chew. Yeah, get your dick hard and stick it in some cunts. I need hard dicks, you fuckers. <laughs> you know, this season we're getting a lot of Butcher's family. We had his we had his aunt and now his mom and his dad both coming in. Like we're we're really just meeting the whole family here. But I like it. I think it's good. I like and that his hear, mom and dad said all cunt. about his brother too. Oh yeah, and about his brother. Yeah, sure. I wonder how often his brother said cunt. I mean, he was a butcher after all, probably 30% of his vocabulary. 
Yeah, probably. And the the other part I really like is uh, Lamplighter hanging out with Huey, watching all the hero (laughs) ports. That's the most awkward, weird thing ever. But I also have a note about that. I'm sure you do. The first time we ever see Jack from Jupiter, who is actually like a member of the seven in the books. Uh, And in the show, he's been replaced by Translucent. He's basically a Martian Manhunter. But he's actually like one of the characters that are parodied in these porns that they watch. That's the only appearance we've ever seen of him. But in the books, he's a sex addict. So I do like and hope to think that it's actually him in the porn, not like a a parody actor. (laughs) Oh, is he the one who's about to get fucked by all those dudes? He's like the little like reddish brown (laughs) character. Yeah. I I like how many times they say cuck in this show, too, in this episode, too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And like. Lamplighter saying he's like the cuck. He's like, I'm I'm like that cuck watching Homelander yeah. fuck his wife. <laughs> that, was a, that, was that was a great cuck analogy. analogy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to use that about everything in everyday life. <laughs> I'm like that cuck. Sitting I'm like that cuck. You're like the cuck fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, that miss, was, this is a great I already miss Lamplighter, goddammit. I do too. I, I, he set himself on fire. I'm very sad about that. That was bullshit. Like, he was in Come two on. episodes. Come on. Uh, he was great. I loved him. He's already my favorite character on this show. Well, yeah, him and Butcher. I just need, I just need him. Nah, fuck Butcher. Butcher's never, like, just watched uh. porn in front of his bros. <laughs> That's true. But he I need Butcher around to say cunt mainstream. and be awesome. And then I need Lamplighter around to watch porn and say and compare everything to the cuck in the porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Um, Homelander's son. I, I guess we we talked about that last week. Like, where yeah. has that been? But yeah, I guess he finally went back, and him and Stormfront took his son away from uh, from Becca. So I'm sure that'll <laughs> come back. I I love. That he Lego animates all these like stop motion care uh movies mm-hmm. is like the blind side is the one that he's showing them, and then everything else he mentions is like a, a nineteen like eighties or nineties movie that he is probably like no other child like of that age group would have ever seen or have heard of, but because he's stuck in isolation with his mom and they're like his mom's favorite movies, like he loves all of them. Like I, I forget what he mentions, like Dancing with Wolves or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all of <laughs> that was shit. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. Uh, you know, and going back to Lamplighter, how he just kind of sets himself on fire and like burns himself to death. I think it's weird that fire kills him. I was thinking that same thing. I thought yeah. for sure, like he would just like walk it off. Yeah, that's a shitty power. It's like you just make all this fire, but it just kills you. That fucking sucks. But. All right, so I, I texted you after I watched this episode. Oh, yeah, you did. About this scene specifically. Like, immediately after that happens, the scene in that, the, the fight scene in that room, I feel like we read this part. I don't think I read this one on my own, where that's when Lady Maeve actually dies in the comic books, saving Starlight from Homelander during that same fight scene. Uh-huh. We, oh, we read that, maybe. both of us, right? Not just me? I don't remember. I feel like I would have remembered her dying, but maybe. Um, oh. I, I I feel like I kind of remember the nut allergy thing. Was the, that in the like, comic I, at all? That, that was just for this. That that was okay. uh, that wasn't it at all. All right, but like uh, like Homelander just starts beating the shit out of uh, Starlight in this scene in the books, 
and Lady Maeve like steps up because she's trying to protect her and like she they kind of have a they're not really friends but she at least like yeah. respects her at some point in this and uh Homelander just ends up murdering her and Starlight runs off and escapes but yeah that was basically this exact fight scene except they replaced uh, Homelander with more well you know she survived it this time I guess so we'll see you next episode so and I do like that uh, Noir's only weakness is not uh, yeah. peanuts. <laughs> That's a shitty weakness. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's the most, like, badass killing machine in this yeah. entire, like, franchise, but his peanut allergy is the one weakness he has. I know. So then we end with, uh, with there's, like, Homelander's caretaker or whatever um, in a wheelchair whose butcher goes there to convince him to testify uh, after the you know other people went there and failed, um, he's like, "Yeah, I'll just you can either um, go there and testify, and Homelander will probably kill you, or I'll just kill your whole family right now." <laughs> that he's like yeah. being badass on that. That's awesome. Jo- isn't that Jonah Vought? Uh, isn't that? I don't. Isn't that is it? Name? It might be. I don't know. I I I, I didn't catch his name. Yeah, I, I love that threat. Yeah, I really hope. I really hope that because. So, like, the head-popping, like, murder, like, sniper comes back in this episode and takes out, like, 78% of the people in this courtroom at the very end of it, and he's one of He's, like, probably the main guy that gets killed from it. The other one being Shockwave, who was the seventh newest member. The speedster replacement for A-Train is the other guy that dies from it. But I really hope that Butcher still just carries out that promise and just goes on a killing spree. (laughs) For his family, I, since I he died and couldn't testify, I know he won't do <laughs> yeah. it. I know they're yeah. not going to waste the time doing that and filming that. But fuck, would that be amazing? Because be he funny. threatened to kill not just like his kids, but his kids' kids, his grandchildren. Yeah. Oh, That'd yeah. be fucking amazing to just see Butcher show up and just like murder the shit out like twelve year olds and shit out of like babies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a kid swinging on the swing and he just like ex- <laughs> executes him. Yeah, the kid, like, swings into the axe. Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) I would fucking love that. Oh, god damn it. Oh, man. But yeah, and I really like that courtroom scene, like, when that guy came in. uh, He's, like, wheeling down. Everyone's looking at him like, oh, fuck, he's going to testify. You know, I I love a good courtroom scene, like, in Better Call Saul or something. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting all amped up for this. And then it's like, you know, heads explode. It's like, ah, shit. Like, It's cool, but, like... It's like, damn it. I wanted to see what happened in that courtroom scene. I I, I really liked that uh, the Deep is watching that on TV with A-Train. And when it's all happening, he starts, like, feeling his head to check to make sure it doesn't explode. Mm-hmm. As if, like, <laughs> it would somehow do it from just watching it on TV. Like, that. that's, like, my, like, level of drunkenness right now logic. <laughs> You're checking your head right now. Like, if I saw something on TV right now, I would absolutely freak out and assume it was going to happen to me as well. <laughs> Yeah, right. Also, speaking of the deep, I'd like that uh, Alabaster, like, I I forget what it is that he does, but they decide that they're no longer fans of uh, Eagle the Archer, and they release, like, a, uh, it's like a fuzzy porno version of him, Uh or I forget what the fuck happens, but somehow that gets leaked. I don't know if it's by the church, but they're just immediately distancing themselves from him, and, like, um... (laughs) 
Alabaster's talking to the Deep about him, and he's like, oh, yeah, what do you think of Eagle the Archer? He's like, oh, yeah, he's a really nice guy. He really helped me out of my uh, rock bottom. He really <laughs> showed me the way. And then he's like, yeah, we're, we're never speaking of him again. He's done to us. And he's like, Guy's oh, yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. And Adrian's like, dude, I thought he was your friend. He's like, yeah, but you know, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we only have one more episode. And, I, and like, the end of this episode, I'm like, God damn it. I wish I just released the whole fucking thing so I can just finish it. But, yeah, one more episode. Next week, we'll talk about it. There's absolutely no way it's the girl from the Slug. No, I, I don't think it is either. This. But we'll see. Hopefully, next week, we'll see what happens with that. Maybe they introduce their own version of, like, Domino. Like, a, a DC Domino, basically. Yeah, maybe. When this was happening, like, Homelander and Stormfront are both in there. But need, like still, Homelander seemed like he's surprised and like a little bit scared of it. Uh-huh. The Stormfront didn't really seem like she gave a fuck. And then that Ashley girl, she like was freaking out. She's like, "You're a goddamn hero! Fucking act like you didn't save us from this shit." And they just both do nothing. So I don't think it has any tie into the two of them. But no, I don't think so either. Yeah, I have no seemed, idea who it is. Yeah, they seemed equally surprised. So yeah, I just hope they reveal it next week and not make us wait till the third season God damn it. it's gotta be like the last second of yeah. next week's episode yeah i think that's what's gonna happen too but it, it's uh, it's obviously not like soldier boy or anyone like from that team so yeah i don't know who the fuck it is because they haven't revealed whoever this person is joined the cast next year yeah but i'm looking forward to next week's episode and finishing it up by next week you mean today's this drops at midnight exactly oh, when yeah. we go live. That's right. Today's episode is going to be fucking fire. Next Hell week, yeah. meaning like two hours after you listen to this episode. Yeah, right. Because at midnight, you listen to us first and then fuck the boys. They're second fiddle. Yeah, true. Cunts. Because we say cunt more often. We it's set true. world fucking <clears throat> records, cunt. Sure. Yeah. We say it way more than eight times an episode on a high cunt count episode. I mean, to be fair, we haven't topped eight. In a while. Are you sure? I think we, well, we did set a world today. record about it. Cunt, no, cunt, we haven't said it. Cunt, 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 Yeah, there's eight cunt, right there. Then there's cunt, 16. Cunt, 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 twat, cunt. <laughs> All right. Or now, cunt yeah. the boys. <laughs> yeah. Or cunt the boys. That's right. It's okay. So there's the boys. We've got one more week of this. So yeah, it's going to be a busy week next week. We got... We got the boys update. We, we're gonna have a Walking Dead update. Fucking fucking Giraffe Tober keeps rolling, rolling right along here. Giraffe Tober. <laughs> Fuck, I love Giraffe Tober. So, what do you want to read next week for Giraffe Tober? One of these books that I found last week was called Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, but on the website we use. It doesn't have the full collection. It's only volumes or issues three through six. Okay. So I was thinking about that. But then, like, I also found a shitload of other fucking horror genre books. And I think we're going to go with Chainsaw Reindeer instead. Okay. Sounds good to me. I want to bring in that uh, Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness. Because uh, that sounds interesting to me. So let's let's go with that. As for the show, we'll watch the Halloween episode of Ultimate Spider-Man 
And then, yeah, that'll be that. And then obviously, what are you titling this week's episode. Oh, I don't know. I was I was thinking we could do like uh, Dingus or oh shit, what was the other one that Ash said? Screwheads. Yeah, Dill, uh, dill hole. hole. Yeah, Ass Munch. That's that's a good one. You can't you can't say Ass Munch. Can't, on can't I? I don't know if I can or not. It's not that bad, is it? I mean, you're the one who censors everything. You tell me, can you? Well, yeah, I don't censor it, but Apple censors it. Yeah, probably shouldn't. I guess. Uh, Dorkenheimer. I don't think I think that one would work. Dorkenheimer's awesome. Yeah, I like that one. Let's let's go. Dave with that. drinks drinks volume two. All right, that as well. The Dorkenheimer edition. <laughs> Dorkenheimer. Dave drinks drinks. Whoa! No, no way. <laughs> I'm not on board. That's with hurtful. That. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Well, all right. Follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. At this to the God. All right, and we're at Giraffes HBT Pod. Go to patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues and uh, go to soundcloud.com slash DJ Von Meer. So that's it for today. We'll see you next week for more Giraffe-tober. Giraffe-tober. <laughs> All right, have a spooky week. Ooh. Cool sign off. Hell yeah. Stay radical? I don't. Perfect. I, don't, I need to work on mine. I need to work on mine. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing special sign offs. <laughs> you didn't give me prep time. That was off the cuff. Fucking A. Yeah, man. It's Narwhal. Got me, got me, in the, got me in the right frame of mind. Stay tipsy. <laughs> Bye. So give us five star reviews and shit and share us. Do that shit. Yeah, please. I would like that. Who else has cunt as much as we do to win over your affection? Yeah, five no stars. It's a five star cunt podcast. Yeah, I mean, if we were skimming on the cunts, I would see giving us four stars, maybe. Yeah. If you're an asshole and a twat, but we don't skimp. No, oh no. We five don't. stars, everyone, or else fuck yourselves. That's how you convince people. That's right. I, I think you, you've done a good job. So I finished Ghost of Tsushima and sent it back. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. So it was, uh, Did you, you learn the Master Splinter sneak attack? I know it now. Moves? Yep, I learned it. I'm a master. Fuck, awesome. Yeah. Piggybacking all those game. Mongols. Oh, yeah. I'm piggybacking the, the Khan and all that shit. That one comes in big in that final battle. Oh, yeah. That's how you win. So they're sending me the uh, Marvel Avengers game. Oh, nice. That'll be a good conversation topic for the podcast, for sure. I have that one on my list. I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, okay. I just got one called Hunt. Okay. Which looks kind of cool. I I don't know. It's probably a shooter game, which I'm probably going to be terrible at. Yeah. But it looked cool in the trailer.
It's one letter away from cunt. I know, which is awesome. Yeah. Which is the sole reason I requested it. I <laughs> exactly. actually thought it was cunt. I thought it said You made cunt. a mistake. <laughs> Showdown. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is my game. And then <laughs> I realized showdown. I'm illiterate. <laughs> I was like, oh, Damn shit. It. Next time. You'll get him next time. Yeah.